Why no public housing, doctors, banking, or guns for marijuana users? Hi, I'm Tom. Find me by Googling Cannabis Lawyer and going to my website, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com to ask whatever question your team has. This one comes up to me all the time because it has to do with banking, healthcare, and even public housing, and of course, veterans. We'll be talking about guns at the end. How come every single one of these things are locked out of the cannabis industry? We're gonna explore that today. But compulsory request to like and subscribe with prophylactic disclaimer reminding you, the viewer, the protected consumers of America, that none of this is legal advice. If it was about business, then you can contract around such protections. But today's talk really centers around how come cannabis is so off limits in certain aspects of consumer life, but not in others. And what is that underlying threat amongst all of it? So let's go to the first one and see how fast it is before you pick up on the trend. Federal law prohibits public housing from possessing or using a Schedule One substance. Remember, cannabis on uh, this November 17th, 2019, remains a Schedule One substance next to heroin, despite it being a legal product for adults to use in 11 states. Why do so many doctors hate cannabis and do not want anything to do with it? Because hospitals may lose federal funding if they allow patients to use a Schedule One substance, like marijuana, in their care or in their facilities. So then, why do all these veterans have so much trouble getting their VA benefits to pay for medical cannabis to treat PTSD? Oh, right, because the VA is required to follow federal law so that they may not give cannabis to their patients or even help them obtain medical cannabis. Besides housing and healthcare, what other large industries are required to follow federal law and exclude marijuana users? Well, banking is a great example. Federal law considers banking cannabis money laundering, and most banks are federally insured, governed by FDIC regulations. So they also may have a lot of federally insured or backed loans, which also prohibits banks from taking that cannabis money, which is why the industry still operates in cash. Well, by now, it is more than patently obvious that the reason your doctor, your drill sergeant, your banker, and your landlord don't want you smoking herb. Well, that's it. Us good cannabis users should rise up and take to the streets with our arms and demand legislative change. What's that? Federal law says that you can't be a cannabis user and have a gun? Well, yes, but it also explains the gun show loophole's popularity. You see, Federal ATF Form 4473 is one from the United States Department of Justice Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives uses a firearm transaction record, ATF Form 4473, to collect data from licensed gun shop transactions and transfers. It determines if you are prohibited from receiving a firearm based on your responses to set a few questions. For example, question 11E of ATF Form 4473 asks, are you an unlawful user or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic, or other controlled substance? A warning is given after the question, and the individual must sign and certify his answers under penalty of federal perjury. Great. The gun show loophole allows you to have secondary market sales, and those do not have to fill out Form 4473. 
So for all these reasons, wouldn't America be more America if the feds would just get off their duff and drop marijuana from the Controlled Substances Act? They may, bill in Congress, called for the proposal, the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act, the MORE Act. And if you want to keep up on top of all of that stuff, subscribe here and tune into the show on Wednesdays and Sundays with your questions. Let me go talk to Miggy. Uh...